ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. We can talk about books later. Hi. Hello. Oh my God, it feels like it's been ages. It's just been one week. Has it only been? Oh no. I was here last Tuesday. Last Wednesday. Oh wow, we did a speedy record. It's truly like it's awesome. But you've been to another state since. Sometimes we go Star Wars Rogue One and I don't edit it. Yeah, that was fun. Is it fun? Oh, kind of. It means, you know, it's like we hit the button and then that's it. It honestly, I've been enjoying, I enjoy listening to it. Yes. Because I'm listening to it for the, actually the first time. Yeah, you don't have to comb through every bit and then listen to it again for fun. But I also like like to sit at a coffee shop and edit. It makes me feel like I have a purpose. <laughs> you do. You do. It's this um, podcast and this podcast alone. Yes, don't you I forget am, it. I'm, I am nothing if not bound to this podcast. <laughs> I tied you to it. And I tied you to me. That's right. I'm just floating along in your coattails. <laughs> Brooke's driving down the road and I'm like a can tied to a just married. Uh, we were driving in Connecticut yesterday and my friend Michael and I just kept like make, like imagining the like slow motion montage of like the comedy, like the bridesmaid mm, style comedy mm-hmm. where like Chris, our friend Chris is pouring vodka out the front window and I'm trying to catch it out the back like a dog. Oh, that's really and, good. But we keep like tripping or whatever. It was a really fun group of people in Connecticut. It's like, it was really, really very, very fun. That's ideal. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about your weekend. I went to Connecticut, like per huge. Uh-huh. Um, I just weekend Second in Connecticut. Home. I am the bougie people that Carrie talks about, except I just go and I let people's parents take care of me. <laughs> it's a way better version, honestly. <laughs> except we did a lot of cooking and cleaning this time. Is this our guest introduction right here? Well, <laughs> drum roll, please. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Literally, we've teased you with it 17 and times. Girls, people of all genders, ages, and kinds. Shapes, sizes. We, G- gender is a construct. Exactly, that's, that's what I'm saying. Of all and no gender. Um, it's brother of the pod. <laughs> He's here. I'm here and I'm already being superior <laughs> about my ideologies. He's I'm here. curious if this is the episode in which I just stop talking at a certain point. I'm very curious to watch this dynamic play out live. You've seen it. I do feel like oh, there I might know. be times when your loyal listeners will not be able to tell <laughs> what's whose happening. Voice is, is whose? Because when I get excited, it, the register is going to go up. And oh, when true. I get calm, the register goes down. That's really fun. <laughs> it's a guessing game so for your ears. How will we? I hope we'll find a moment where you're excited and I'm calm. <laughs> nope, you're excited no, and I'm calm. Reverse. See, it's oh. already begun. It'll be, wow, that what a purpose? test. Can't wait. We have been spending like a day a week where we play a board game with each other and it's a tradition that I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Love that. Because um, Alex Wiseman, put your computer away, mom. <laughs> mm. he's playing, we're calling you in. We're tapping you in. He's playing Candy Crush and I say no more. Is Pogo dead? For me. Can you tell the people what Pogo is? Yeah, what the hell is Pogo? Well, (laughs) please inform us. Pogo is a game website that... (gasps) I remember Pogo. Yeah. Our mother got me addicted to. 
and then she and I were monsters. She and Did you I, play the same games together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From like opposite bedrooms in the house, we'd uh-huh. be like playing online gin rummy, <laughs> never thinking, hmm, I wonder if we had a real deck of cards. <laughs> Could we really just sit face to face and play gin rummy? Oh, that takes work in the way clicking a computer screen doesn't. Yeah. It's just not as satisfying. Because we are living in a millennial world. Hey. And I am a millennial girl. That was pretty good. I was wondering what it was going to be. Nice. Thank you. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a a big reader. True. And I'm a boy. Oh, True. Gender is a construct. I, I am a, I, but my gender is a boy. He identifies. I identify as a boy. Um, I don't know if you know this, but um, you made a comment earlier, so now she's making the comment back at you to be I, funny. I understand. <laughs> I have constructed my gender <laughs> to, to be. be male. Gorgeous. Love it. We've established that you're male. Um, I just moved. It's been almost a year now. It's been almost a year. Well, Technically, we moved in in September, but then I went back to Chicago oh, that's right. to do one more play and then came here in the beginning, middle of December. I met you, though, when you were here briefly, right? Because it was with the two Emilys, and I met you guys in a bar somewhere. That it was, was like, when this whole kerfuffle was happening oh, with yeah. our Is that the last... first time we met? When yeah. we went to ABC Kitchen? Yeah. I think it was. And then, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, that was when we lost that apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Wait, no, we must have met before that. I saw oh, you at, like, WAMU and stuff. Like, yeah. we've no, no, but that was when we I saw you in New York for the first time, I think so, because that night was, I met Emily Stout two nights before she went on her first date with my roommate, and they're now And they're dating. still together. They've been yeah. together almost a Isn't year. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's what I, that's what I was thinking of, because I was like, damn, that was a year ago almost. I so, love Emily Stout. Yeah, she's the best. She's here right now. I know. Yeah. We have, I've seen Emily Stout more and <laughs> talked to Emily Stout more in the past week than we have in the entire course of our friendship. Gorgeous. Love it. Um, it's really hard for me to introduce myself because I am a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had a lot of diseases. And Alex true. is Relevant. pandemic legacy. My life is, oh my has had high highs and low lows. And I... A roller coaster. Yeah. And a lot of things have led me to where I am right now, uh, which is I'm doing a play... Uh, on Broadway, which is really fun. Yep, Hamilton. <laughs> I'm in Hamilton. I am playing. Do not George ruin it for yourself. Someone dies, and you do not want to find out who. <laughs> but hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Hi, hi everybody. everybody. Welcome to Splat, the podcast, where me, Brooke, <laughs> and me, Bridget, talk about Sex in the, the city, city. Ten years younger, and twenty years later. This time with a brother. I'm the brother of the pod. You're the He's, only brother. You're the only brother. I am brother. the only brother. Out of four siblings, you get that lone honor. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's amazing. Um, what baking can do. I'm also a little sick and I hear it in my voice. So please I don't like judge it. me. I it's love when I'm sick on the podcast. It feels like it gives me an edge. And it, and, and I, I feel like I can catch up to Bridget a little bit more. <sighs> please. Mm. You guys set really, really high standards for my voice. And I just don't think it can live up to it's it. It's truly like drinking a glass of silky ass milk. Wow. wow. In your silky ears. ass milk. Silky ass milk would be gross, but we're going to go with the silky ass milk version. Did you know, Bridget, I'm going to assume that you don't, and mm-hmm. Brooke, I might assume that you might uh-huh. know that Broadway's Julia Murney's uh, day job when she was younger was being a phone sex operator. Shut up. Um, but Maybe that's what I should do. <gasps> you yeah. should do that. Because there's no shame in sex work. 
There isn't, and there's money, and my body's not at risk. No, you can just be sitting. Bridget, you can just literally be sitting. But you could be smoking, eating a cupcake, uh-huh. and you can be like, "There it is." Tell me more about tell your beer. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm actually very excited about this. I might. I might look into this, guys. Write in, <laughs> please, uh, if you'd like to um, weigh in on my next career move two weeks after I've started a new you job. You could also totally do that in your own hours. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, uh, I mean supplementary. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I think this is do like... Do you need me to be your agent? Yeah, please, actually. Great. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll be in touch. This is like part two of my memoir. You know, like we're embarking on part two now. Oh, I don't even know where I am in my memoir. You my, are like 70 chapters in. <laughs> my memoir is called Three Valves, One Ball. I'm the brother that got cancer. And I really want As opposed to my other brother. No, good to clarify. I really wanted to be here for the Steve episode, but schedule didn't work out. But I went through what Steve went through. Literally exactly, right? Literally exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And this happened when I was in previews for my play. Hamilton. For Hamilton. (laughs) And I I only missed eight performances because... um, It's outpatient. The only thing I couldn't do was the bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Um... (laughs) The last episode, I don't think we commented on this in the very end, but after baby Brady is born, Mm -hmm. um, Steve looks over and he's like, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two balls. And he looks really relieved and it's cute. Alex also worked with Dave Eigenberg. Oh, Oh, yeah, you did. Dave Eigenberg a lot. I I did a lot of episodes of Chicago Fire and probably one or two Chicago Meds with him. And then we also shot a movie together last summer. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh. Is he, you cannot say this if you don't want to, we can cut it out. Does he have feelings about Sex in the City that you know of? Yeah. Interesting. I think they all do. I'm sure. If you were on this show for more than like two episodes, I feel like you have to have a pretty definitive feeling about it one way or the I other. I would give it maybe like 10 episodes. Sure, 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 sure. I have worked with Dave, mm-hmm. David Eichenberg, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that he is the nicest guy. I love that for him. It makes me happy because he seems like it. You know, I've met his kids a few times and they're so oh, cool. He has kids. They're Love so that. great. He's so great. He's like a real person, too. Have too. you yeah, ever talked to yeah. someone in your cast about their experience with Cynthia Nixon? I haven't. Hmm. I'd be fascinated. Uh, I haven't. Well, this episode is called Anchors Away. It's also called Look at All the Connections. We have to Sex in the City cast members. It's my fate. One of my favorite. Really? Because, well, no. What I mean to say is one of my favorite things about living in New York is Fleet Week. Which, let me just say really fast, it takes place in the fall in this episode. It is not fall. It happens in May usually. So that's a little factual. Well, sometimes there's a fall Fleet Week too. Fascinating. Because when I, I, my first two years in New York, I lived on 51st and 10th, Mm -hmm. which is much closer to where the The docks are, where the Fleet Weeks. Um, And I used to see those little butts. And man, are they perky. And man, do I, was I like say, them. I say, are they lil butts? Or are they They're nice just booties? like They are nice round Did you see my Instagram story the other day? Is it about a butt? Yeah, but a dog butt. <gasps> was it like a waddly float feet? Yeah, so oh. I was on my way to oh, Broadway. Oh, I thought you were talking about another. I was on my way to the Broadway softball league because I... Um, Sorry, are you on Broadway? It's so funny. This joke gets made a lot because... I, because you can finish your story just because I overcorrected with uh, when Carol Lindsay took my class. <laughs> and then we ran into her on the subway. On the subway. Did no I way. tell you? Sorry to hijack the story. Wow. But yes, we like saw each other on the subway platform. And we're like, hey. And then I was like, this is Alex. My brother is on Broadway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, stop. That did not happen. That's so you, funny. No, it did not happen. You did not introduce me. You did not say what my job was. Well, I did introduce you. Yeah, you said this is oh. my brother. Well, and that's you didn't even better. mention my cancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
problem with what's happened to me is that when Alex, Alex, and I are all together, I never know how to introduce Celia. Yeah, that was weird. Which is weird because it should be easy. This is my brother and his partner. But he's so much more than that. So, so you were telling us about going to Broadway softball league. Oh, so I um, <clears throat> so uh, this guy Paul in my show jokes a lot about how some people have a stroke and then after their stroke they like miraculously can speak another language. Mm, that shit's crazy. Um, me, I got cancer and now, you now love I love sports. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I like legitimately hated sports before, and now I love sports. I love them. Wow. I, playing I'm and watching or? Playing, watching, mostly watching. Playing? Well, if you when know, did you play sports? Well, uh-huh. okay, I so. have played volleyball in the pool. <laughs> we'll count it. And we'll give I that a have point played five. beer pong. <laughs> that gets a point two five. When I like, when I know the rules and I have something to root for. Mm-hmm. What's better than sports? Oh yeah. What? Oh, actually, what's better than uh, sports? That I'm not gonna go that far because I. Brooke looks <laughs> shocked and horrified. The answer to what's better than sports is musicals, uh-huh. books, uh-huh. Uh, books about musicals, uh-huh. oh, musicals yes. about books, <gasps> musicals about books. Even Matilda. Um, I Name got a, a lot musical of about books. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a you know they've got like those 30 day book challenges. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't actually post it. But uh, I did one. Of course you did. About songs. About um, Book of Musicals. Oh, we tried to do that, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Alex. Yeah. So we know how long you've lived here. You've been here here for... um, you'll a year ish, but a little like, under a year. Have yeah. you had a Sex in the City moment other than walking through Times Square and hearing the saxophone? Which I'm gonna. I would love it. If you both defined that. Just anything that like, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have occurred to you in the moment, but if you've ever had, it could have also been in your like visits to New York before, just a moment that felt like not necessarily even sex in the city, but like you're in a glamorous like. So this has significantly changed since the last time I had, since this, my, my views I think have, are, but the last time that I was gone in a in LA for a long time was October of 2016 and I was like oh my god my friends are here I love it like you know planting seeds already but I came back and I was in Soho I think I had just got my hair done or something and I was walking in Soho and like it was turning fall it was fall because it was October so like fingers crossed it'll be fall mm. um and I was like on the cobblestones and I was like I was like very and much your hair like, was freshly done and I was like wow fun. I feel like Carrie Bradshaw walking through the city right now I'm like very aware that I'm like in New York City and thinking about how much I love being in New York City or someone we had on a guest who was talking about some they went to like a fancy gala and then afterwards a bunch of people went to like a diner in their fancy gala gowns and were eating like burgers at 2 a.m. and and whoever this was was literally like I had the moment where I was like if someone walked by outside mm-hmm. the window this would like look like a sex in the city moment great yeah I, I okay so on my birthday this year mm-hmm my boyfriend and I were went to a fancy dinner. Where'd we, you go? Oh, some Italian restaurant Italian. in the village. Good, good, good. And then we were walking to a bar to meet up with some friends, and we ran into another friend of mine who is like a New York Times bestselling author. Jesus. And we were like, "How funny, running into you! Oh yes, it's our, it's his birthday! Oh wow!" See you soon. Go to a bar to meet other people. Why, here in New York, you run into famous people all around you. Mm-hmm. That felt Sex in the City-like. Totally. I would agree. Yeah. That's a great one. Great. Um, do you know... What is... Oh, sorry. Go for it. Do you know which 
of the women or characters you identify with, if not a hybrid? Yeah, I'm a Charlotte Miranda hybrid. Oh, I think you're a Miranda Charlotte. Yeah, I'm a Miranda with a Charlotte rising. Yep. You yep. think you're Charlotte? Pe- Why? I think I'm Charlotte because of my perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a Charlotte because of my need to fit into other people's narratives. Mm. A little judgmental. I'll maybe a little. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I'm a Charlotte because I... I Those all fit. I, I sometimes look down mm. on other people's behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what? If that's a Charlotte moment, then like that's where I have Charlotte too. I, I'm not... I'm not open or outward about it but I fucking judge everything I come into contact with and every person which yeah, I know I is being like, human uh, but. Well, well I think I specifically get judgment whole mm-hmm. around what I have deemed reckless behavior mm-hmm. 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 interesting and Charlotte definitely has a list of what she deems reckless behavior yeah can I ask a follow-up which is just like how much of this show have you watched like have you done it all yeah what is your experience with sex in the yeah. city I watched it live yeah. Yeah, like all of it. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, a very open house. <laughs> uh and I remember Oh my god, I bet mom's gonna listen to this episode. She never listens, but she's gonna listen for Alex. <laughs> um she's his, hey pod mom. He's he's her favorite. <laughs> she's his favorite. She's his favorite mom. I suppose that I I you know, was uh, like every other closeted kid in mm-hmm. middle and high mm-hmm. school and mm-hmm was like, I just like the pretty, watch the pretty ladies on the TV. <laughs> oh, boobs. But There are so many boobs in this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> many boobs. It made me happy. Me too, actually. Um, but I remember thinking, and then I would watch the reruns all the time, especially when they mm. got syndicated on cable e. and, mm. and they were a little... Uh, less boobs, less boobs, mm-hmm. and less language. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little too risque like for language. you. <laughs> yeah, the language really gets my Charlotte going. No, I love language. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's so many things you've said are relevant to this exact episode. Yeah, well, I'm very excited. I feel like we described all my Charlotte qualities, which is yeah. Whether, but what I are your definitely Miranda? more of a Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's. I feel like it's <laughs> rare people that we know identify as Charlotte mm-hmm. at all, and so I'm always curious about it. But yeah, tell me about your Miranda side. Oh, well, I'm I'm the ugly friend. How dare you say I mean, anything about... I forgot also that that was like the reputation, though, that she had. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that that's not the narrative constructed I forgot for her I just have by so the creators of the show? That. No, She's you're right. so beautiful. And also, you know you're not the ugly yeah, friend. Yeah, I, also, that was my well, Leather is actually Cynthia Nixon, but that is the right. role that she has played. Yes, yes, yes. When yes. all four of I them are together, that's the, that's the dynamic. <laughs> I always felt in my, I think maybe this is actually partially why I relate to Miranda too, is I always, I've never been like, I'm ugly, but. Well, I've I mean, always identified as I mean, the ugly friend too. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've had my moments of that, but more specifically, I've just always felt like all my friends were a level above me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like, I'm the ugly friend, but just like, oh, when we walk into a room, that's where everyone's eyes go. Me too. I feel that but way. Then I also, I, I, you know, I turn that into a pride and not caring, mm-hmm. which ultimately it leads to more insecurities. So it's sort of like right. a... Because it becomes like... Being a Miranda is like a instead. snake that's eating its own tail sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I would agree. Hey, Brooklyn's a tattoo. Side, right? Yeah. Okay. Well done. Uh, Good mix. Do you, have any, like do you have any Samantha in you? Do you have any Carrie in you? Oh, he definitely went through a Samantha phase. I went through a Samantha phase. Okay. I'll take that. 
I was very big and then I lost a lot of weight. Mm. I was like, I'm a Samantha. Mm. Um, yeah, I get that. Do you see why our, in knowing Alex and me uh-huh. together in uh-huh. our relationship, Charlotte, Carrie, but we're both Mirandas? I don't think I'm very much Carrie at all. And no, that's no, no. what I'm... But I mean, yes, like, in terms of the, me being a Carrie, yeah. him being a Charlotte. And you sharing the Miranda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was also just curious about that because Brooke is, like, such a hardcore Carrie, and that's, like, the one thing you didn't slip in, like, at all there. Granted, I asked about Samantha, but... Yeah, I see it, but it's it's interesting to me. I mean, sometimes, like, I get about my books the way that Carrie mm, gets about her shoes. Interesting. <laughs> That's actually very... You do, you do <laughs> we don't have, have like, an this equivalent for book collection. Books. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but I also... Yeah, I, I don't... I'm, I don't think I'm a Carrie. Yeah. I don't think that I um, need 22 minutes to decide how I feel about something mm. the way that she does every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also don't think you're like the most like romantic. Well, not with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like your life has never been about boys in the way that like mine is. And also you've been in like a serious relationship no, for I'm, what, like I'm, three I'm, years? I'm four. 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 So you've been really solid in that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie's so defined by her like dating and men and experiences and I feel like a four-year relationship like you're defined by the relationship sure in some ways but it's it's a different vibe yeah yeah interesting yeah do you have any other questions comments before we dive anything you just want to tell the listening audience before we go um here's your chance (laughs) I'm probably a I don't think I'm a Stanley Stanford how dare you Stanford, and what's Mario Cantone's character's name? Anthony. Andrew. And, oh, that's interesting. Anthony, I almost just said Andrew, so we both fucked up. I think I'm more of a Stanford Well, I am the one T, hmm. the OTP with Sex in the City here, I guess. Clearly. OTP? One true pairing. Oh, God, I'm old. Because I am living, and I'm a believer. <laughs> there oh, it is. Oh, I got it. She got it back. Guys, I can't believe it took you four seasons to get to Shrek's in the Shrek's City. Shrek's in the City. Granted, we I didn't start know. the Shrek stuff in for, in, for a while, but yeah, it, it really, it was right there also, in front of us. Also, may I speak on behalf of your listeners that we were promised a full cast of Sex and the City with Shrek characters. <laughs> oh, I know. And you never <laughs> delivered on that Oh promise. my God, thank you so much for okay, reminding we'll us. I'm making working. a note in yeah. my phone so that we can you do know, it. The next reminder I have in my phone is for October 1st and it's to remind me that Bridget and I want to be donkey and and Shrek for, for Halloween. Halloween. But I'm going to be in L.A. I said Shrekin, so we're really hitting all Wait, of the Wait, when names. are you in L.A. and for how long? I'm going for a week in October. Oh, were you there for Halloween? And then mom's like, Fernando might sublet from Brooke when she's in L.A. I'm like... In January. When is that happening? In January. For how long? A couple months. Brooke's going to L.A. for a few months. <laughs> this is brand new information to Alex Wiseman. Um, there was something in the air that night. Yeah, I've been talking about this. Sealy notes. I don't see. Oh my god! Anyone? <laughs> I live in a basement. Well, now you know. It's a basement. All right, where now you know. Good shit happens though, so you know. Unless you want me, you know. My favorite part of this episode so far is the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, a big fan of the Apple TV. Um, I like the mute button symbol. All right. Shall we? Anchors yeah, away. Anchors away. I love revealing big information on the podcast. Live responses. Oh my people. god. Niner Niner, we are here. Wait, also I think we've definitely talked about it on the podcast. I you def- have 
I definitely maybe in passing joked in, about like, it and walked, you took t- it as walked milk. around it. Uh huh. Well, we were keeping it a secret I just for this fun reveal. Oh, nice. All right, anchors away, baby. French music is playing. Beautiful. The fountain. Carrie loves that when you're single and you live in New York. There's no way, there is no end of the way to fill your days. And she likes that she can go to Paris I'm just like, whenever she she's wants. She's like naming all these things that you could do if you weren't single. And then she goes to a movie. Oh, yeah. Because the this right. is down in Soho, I think. The yes. Paris theater. It's a, yeah, it's a, a theater and she's going to go see a and French film. And she's very excited to see a movie by herself, which I will say is an amazing thing to do it is and it's something that I feel like you don't do anymore because of technology like if I'm gonna see a movie by myself I'm not gonna pay oh, to go I, I disagree I feel really? like, I like since it. the advent of movie pass well RIP well, I never got RIP. it also let me tell you how much I would hate sitting in a movie theater with Carrie Bradshaw who is pouring whoppers into her mouth and chewing them with her mouth open <laughs> so that you can hear it on the fucking recording Bridget also Bridget and I both have misophonia which is that like thing where I like get panic attacks. It's like a visual and re- repeated sound stimuli. And oh. it, it's like a, a fight or flight, like clicking pens, Ugh. whistling, like, it, like it'll bring noises. me to tears. It, yeah, College lecture halls were the worst. So awful. I'm very prone to it, but I'm like, like people who chew gum with their mouth open, who Nightmare. snap their gum. I'm like, unequivocally you pop that gun. I'm one like, more time. time. I'm like, you're a bad person and Look you can't it, change my like mind. It's like a fucking zoo in here. A fly zoo. That's because there's a hole in our door. <laughs> We've we figured so many things out already <laughs> in this podcast. Um, so, so they're at brunch for the first time with a new addition. Brady. Brady. Baby, baby Brady. And Samantha is complaining that Richard keeps calling to say he's sorry because he caught her in he's she's like, I'm not sorry that I caught him eating another girl's big fat pussy. I also love that that Charlotte's like Charlotte Don't curse in front of the baby out. and Miranda's like he, you know, I also, yeah, this baby who is ostensibly because Samantha says he's been calling for three weeks. So this baby who looks like a four month old has um, <laughs> yes, been alive that, yes. for three weeks. Well, we don't how know long? how long. Oh, three weeks. But yeah, because it all happened in the same night. They start coming up with euphemisms for pussy, which is now um, sushi. sushi which First sushi and then Miranda fish says and chips fish is what and they chips ordered. Would've, yeah, would have been a bad order. Um and, and basically, Carrie, Charlotte. Carrie tells them that she went to a movie by herself. And Charlotte goes, on date night? Which also, is there just a universal date night? I, I assume Friday, we mean Saturday, Saturday, Friday. I don't know. You're in a relationship. Date night is whenever we're both awake. Right. That's what I figured, too. Like, what does Charlotte mean by that? Um, Our date nights are like Monday nights because of the theater schedule. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that cupcake's so, done for. Um, Samantha <laughs> wants to play. Well, bye. Samantha wants to play one of Richard's messages for them all on her cell phone. And they basically are like, no, stop. Like, we don't want to hear it. And Charlotte's like. Well, Charlotte, this is crazy that Charlotte is saying that, yes, it's tragic that you were in love and now you have to move on. Charlotte, of all people. Mm-hmm. Who cannot let go. Listen, so Charlotte's when Charlotte theory, comes through. Yes, she comes through. Sure. And it makes it all the better because then it's like a surprise and it goes against type. But, but in doesn't this, it feel false? Well, here's, I love. Miranda in this moment kills me because Charlotte brings up this whole like, listen, everybody knows that everybody only gets two great loves in their life. And I read it in a magazine and they're all like, wait, who's everybody? But Miranda is like, you hypocrite. A year ago, it was all about your one big love. And, and how Miranda, you goes, found Miranda him. goes, what magazine? Convenient theories for you weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and, and so, carrie's also like what the fuck does great love mean you it know? means a love that changes you that shakes you to your core after which you're never the same and she says seriously there is not an unlimited amount of love in the world oh wow you guys i just read a book mm-hmm. 
uh, less. Shocking. <gasps> oh, I've heard of this. It won the Pulitzer this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, a a conversation that two people in there who are who have who are on their fiftieth birthday say about and this one woman her wife just left her for another mm-hmm. lover, and she says, "What if?" what we think of as love isn't love. What if what we think of as love, which is, you know, patience and compassion and mm-hmm. sleeping while le- letting the, your partner sleep while you walk the dog. Mm-hmm. And you think that that's what love is. And then you meet someone and you're like shocked to your core mm. and you're like, Oh my God, that is what my great love was supposed to be. This whole life I've been wasting my time. Mm. And it's like this shh. So I think well, I think there are different this, kinds of love too, which is important here. They're, before we get into this conversation, yeah. because I really want to, just really quickly, because uh-huh. I think that it's not dissimilar from this conversation, uh-huh. is that Charlotte's like, I've had one. Trey, how many of you had? Miranda says zero, and they say, "What about Steve?" And, and she's she goes, like, "Steve's no. my friend. He's not my." You know, Samantha's like, love. "Fuck love. I want lovers." And Carrie goes. I refuse to define it. And Charlotte goes... I refuse to define love in those limited terms. And Charlotte goes, well, you've had Aiden and Big. Which is also just like for the person who just said you only get two loves is being like, well, oh, that's no, what, fuck you, you're done. That's what Carrie says. She goes, well, according to you, I'm done. And then Charlotte immediately starts spinning. So just really quickly, that, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that yeah, out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good... That's that, the, how the conversation crumbles. And that's and where... Then, Carrie, who's, who's handling this surprisingly well. Yes, she is. For now. She's like, you said it, it's over for me. <laughs> Well, I, because of this, mm-hmm. even though I know that by the end we discover that that's wrong, but I, that's just something that like has plagued me my, for the, my whole adult life because this, I, from this show, from this show, this Jesus. concept of having two great loves, I was like, well, I had my boyfriend in college and I had the boyfriend right after, well, the person I did, right. did you're right big, it. whatever, <laughs> who we talk about all him. the time. <laughs> I was like, great. One, two, done. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> also, but I don't know. There's so many. I mean, I don't, I know that that's not true. Yeah. And like, I will find. But it's also just testament to how deeply this show ingrained itself in everyone's psyches who watched it in the 2000s. Don't, yeah. No, no, please come for me. I'm not, uh, listen, we all come from away. I think, <laughs> but come for me. I'm not coming for you. What I'm, what I'm saying is, don't you think that you have decided that and then you're making it true for yourself? I don't think that it is true anymore, but I think that it's definitely something that I thought of. Well, it's also interesting because ostensibly then, by the time that would have been one and done, you would have been, what, like 24? Whereas Carrie's in her, you know, 30s. And it's just yeah, like no, how... Well, I also just... I, I do think what Carrie says gets at it a little bit where she's like, you know, I don't like to define love in those terms. But I don't know. I just think there are different kinds of love across the board. And like, she's talking about partner love. Which, which, you know, ostensibly you want that like shook to your core yeah. feeling, but I don't, I don't think as with anything in this show, you can black and white limits. It, it just leads to funny plots and, you yeah. know, it's interesting. Charlotte is setting herself up with so much pressure too. It's like the perfect Charlotte storm where she's like, well, now I've had one, so I have to find my perfect next one. You know, yeah. like she's always setting herself traps. I also just think it's a really interesting acting choice that Sarah Jessica Parker made to still be eating mm-hmm. during that where she's like having that she's like taking a bite and chewing and it's like I, I I don't buy it I sort of don't buy that she takes that as lightly and wouldn't sort of come for Charlotte a little stronger or at mm-hmm. least put her sandwich down right at least put, her, at sandwich least put down. her sandwich down well I was gonna say is that the things that I find myself becoming more and more like Carrie every day and I slowly wanting to murder my own body um is that like I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll have, like, a quip and a sass or a sarcasm, like, add mm-hmm. a person to, like, 
diffuse whatever's happening and then i will like privately go, go like i wonder to myself and like spiral out of control which is like and what she's going to do mm-hmm. also a cute moment that happens at the very end of that scene is samantha says fuck and charlotte like gives her another stink eye and she says you took pussy i need fuck so now <laughs> they're a great line by itself they're walking in the park and so Miranda's just like Brady's like you know an eight-year-old in a stroller right. in a carrier so she's having a hard time because at this age also from what I know she would probably have him in like a Bjorn like he's little he's supposed to be a three-week-old baby a like Bjorn he's, in 2001 he's a new new Bjorn but I'm saying he would be nice thank you like he it's supposed you're supposed to have as much like chest contact as I, possible really skin it, to skin. I don't know that 18 years ago they thought that no I know but I'm saying mm. in now maybe now well, basically, the you know they're all kind of like, "Do you want me to carry him? Like, what's happening?" And he's he, she's uh, fussing, sailors, and sailors. then sailors and ladies, Samantha seamen. Goes, Twelve o'clock, and Miranda goes, "I swear to God, I hope I turn around and there are sailors walking." She goes, "Aha!" It's very cute. <laughs> it's cute. Oh wow, we have just spotted our first sailors. Fleet Week has begun. I love Ring Carrie's the bell, hair ladies. right now. Here's the thing: I just like her hair in this entire episode. I I don't know why. I think it makes her look like a <laughs> seven-year-old girl. The way that they zoom in and chart, they're all just like have very specific ugglies. That one in the middle. Oh my God. It looks like he's 55. So they're all goggling. They really, like, they really just do not style Miranda, Miranda at, all. at no, all. I know. And it's a good thing her face and her, also her hair cut is more flattering now. The but it's still like fire engine-y brassy again. Her hair has never maintained the same like red color for more than like two episodes in a row. It's hard to be a redhead. Okay, can we just talk really quickly about the plopability of these four outfits? Yes. Yes. Well, let's pause them. Let me say right off the bat, I'm obsessed with this Carrie coat sweater. Samantha is wearing, oh, and yeah. I would wear it all over the place. The big, like, hanging off the shoulders thing. So, yeah. So, we have a 70-year-old taxi. So, we have um, Carrie <laughs> in, like, a <laughs> like that cab. <laughs> yep. Why, that cab is from 1942. <laughs> Carrie's in this really chunky turtleneck sweater. I love it. I would wear this autumnal as hell. It looks great. It looks cozy. Miranda's wearing some blue cardigan. Yeah, but even brown Miranda, it's like overcoat. The t-shirt underneath it all. It's so unflattering. Yeah, it's like it's like a Hanes. They they make her wear simple, boring colors and like bad styles. Because the coat is cute. It is. I love a suede. Samantha's anything. in like a bit. It's Charlotte's in a waspy trench coat, and Samantha's in this like beautiful white polar bear type like off the shoulder quilted thing. And it's then gorgeous. it's belted. Seriously, like look at this taxi in the foreground versus the one in the background. It really right? it's it's like forty years apart. I, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they basically Samantha hails it, and they and put Miranda in just a cab. like shove Miranda into it, and there's a like. Miranda looking through the back window shot of her like see, seeing Being her sad. friendships and her like way of life disappearing behind her into the horizon. Well, she's also going back in time. That was <laughs> <laughs> she got in the magic cab. It's like the cash cab, but weirder. It's actually Halloween Town. <laughs> uh, so I cannot wait to watch the Halloween Town trilogy. Oh, Do you know that time is two-time Tony Award winner Cynthia Nixon made her um, was on Broadway in two shows at the same time? Yes, we know. <gasps> Wait, which one? Which two? The real thing and Arcadia. Uh, nope. The <gasps> real thing, and indiscretion. Indiscretion. Oh God damn! How does one do that? Um, she does it by being in the first and last scene of one of the plays, wow. and one scene in the middle of the other play. And it's a Genius. rule now that you can't do that anymore because of her. because of her. She's truly a revolutionary, and she's ready to be the governor. You guys, the one ten stop is open again. Breaking rules, setting rules. It is. Nice. As of when? Today. Hell yeah. We will um, go to the museum now. So Miranda gets we, home. Which museum? Isn't that the museum stop? 
Now that's 81st Street, and it's always been open. I'm new here. <laughs> you should go to you the museum. You should go now. to the museum. It's the best place. It's great. Um, so Miranda gets home with her little bubby, and there's... And Magda's there. Um, there's Magda cleaning up and being sweet, and she's like, let Magda help. And Miranda's like, I've got it. Keep doing the thing you were doing to the mirror. I'm going to get the, the baby, baby on the floor. Yeah, I'm going to get the baby nurse. So and we have two two people hired help in her hand. And then Steve comes in looking like Steve from Blue's Clues. He really, <laughs> really does. A literal blue and blue striped collared shirt. He tries to hand the baby a, the three-week-old baby, a bite of his sandwich, which just even for Steve is remarkably dumb. And Miranda's like, where did you get that? And Magda's like, guilty. Um, And she's like, listen, I have a schedule. I have to get him down for a nap. Steve, you can't just be like hanging here. Um, And she basically like pushes him. Oh, wait, no, first. He says, hey, how's your nipples? And she's like, why are you asking me about my nipples? And And he's like, like, Lena said they were sore sometimes. Lena, the bed nurse. Yeah, Lena is the 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 baby nurse who who doesn't speak. This woman was like, "I'm going to be on Sex in the City." Doesn't speak. Like, what and, do you and think? Then do you, and how do you think course. she was thinking when she went to her costume fitting and she ended up in scrubs? I was going to say also, of course, she's a rare woman of color who literally does not get along. What do you think that the audition was like for that? I bet that there was fake copy. Is usually how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Please. I know that there's a YouTube video f- about like. All the times that people of color spoke on Friends. I'm sure. Is there one one for Sex and the City? I'm sure there is one, and it's going to be a minute and a half long. Tops. Yeah. Tops. I bet there is. We should look that up. I'm curious. Um, And uh, she's basically just like, "Why are you talking about my nipples?" And he's like, "Oh, I talk about them with everyone I meet on the street." It's a big big topic. Oh, his his blue's clue shirt has a six on the back. Don't worry. Oh, good, good, good. Distinguishing features. And she like pushes him out. Uh, he's been there for I don't know Charlotte. very very brief time. Oh, oh, Charlotte gets off the elevator and the the elevator operator Louboutins. says, um, "Yeah, nice shot there." Her, says, "Have Good a nice evening, Mrs. McDougal." So she must just have like a I don't know label make or something ready. She snips a perfect and she doesn't stick it on or anything. She oh. just it perfectly adheres. And now the front door says York instead of McDougal. Okay, I. I don't think it's weird to have access to a label maker. No, I do. I do think it's weird potentially 20 years ago. I love label because makers. I think label makers are amazing, weird, but she was like cutting it ago. out of the paper. Our mom had a label maker. Well, there you go. More so she was cutting it out of paper and then the paper magically adhered to the paper behind it. Which Richard is gorgeous, keeps calling but. Samantha and she's, she's giving into it, but she's, she like walks in and hears a call from him where he's on the messaging machine. Like, I miss you. Gorgeous. I, I won't stop calling until you agree to see me, so you may as well meet me at this sushi place. And, and she's, she's like, like right sushi. sentiment, wrong word. Because of their euphemism. Because it reminds her immediately that she caught him eating pussy. She's giving me Amneris and Aida vibes, and yeah. I'm here for it. This was gorgeous. I was waiting. I didn't know what it would be, <gasps> but it would earrings. be something. Is he good looking? I think he is a man who you think is good looking because it, you get the essence that he once was. You know, like, I'm not sure I find him super handsome (gasps) at this age. Oh, she's about to do what Angelica Houston did on Smash. So many times. She sits down. He says, I was very optimistic and ordered you a martini. She takes the olive out of it. A dirty martini. She goes, dirty martini. Dirty bastard. And she throws it in his face. She takes the the olive out kindly first, and then she throws it in his face. And the first clever clever transition shot I've seen in so long. He was wiping his face with a napkin, and it switches to Carrie, like, wiping her face off on the phone. I did speech and debate in high school. Mm -hmm. Brooke did also. Mm -hmm. That would have been an amazing piece of tech. 
oh. a transition like one character mm. going to wash their face and when they wipe their hands away from their face you've transitioned to another character mm. Mm. that sounds like some theater magic right there honestly not just speech and debate um, so Samantha threw a drink in his face. I always wanted to do that. Have you ever done that? Nope. Never a drink. I can feel drunk Brooke. A martini drunk Brooke. Would do it. Would do it. I've had moments where I would have, or say there are moments I would have had the person been in front of me that it was like literally only circumstance that prevented me from, you know, mm, I would love to do it. It's, she does it so beautifully too. She walks in looking amazing, gets his hopes up. He's thrilled to see her. She sits down, throws a drink in his face and leaves. And it's perfect. She's like, I must end him. I need to do something worse. So she's on the phone with Carrie now telling her about the encounter. Um, and Carrie's like, I don't know. Listen, I cheated on Aiden and he forgave me. And they're both kind of like, yeah, that was a different scenario. And look how that turned out. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carrie does have a sense of humor about it, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. She says, it wasn't a sushi situation. <laughs> sushi situation. A sushi situation. Um, and then Samantha goes off where she's like, by the way, I didn't sign up for baby brunches either. I signed up for friendship. I have a question. Yep. Is Samantha still working for Richard at this point? Well, I think that's what she's terminating because in this scene, she's dramatically tearing up like articles that she's ostensibly had written about him, including she picks up like a headshot of his. And she's just- shredding it. And I think that's where she gets the idea. Things I would like for Christmas, Hanukkah, my birthday. A shredder and a label maker. Ah. Great things. Label makers are amazing. Let me just say, I do love a label maker. I want a Roomba. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but wonder. Gadgets. Does that sense of adventure still flicker inside of us? Or when it comes to being carefree single girls, have we missed the boat? Get it? So can I ask how old they are? They're Carrie is 33. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's 35. Uh-huh. Samantha is in her 40s, 40s. And Miranda's somewhere in there. Probably also 35-ish. I am not that much younger than they are. No. Yes. How are you feeling watching this? I'm curious. Yeah. After I, I feel have am, some. I, uh, well, you're, are you, I think that my carefree days are over. Well, I was going to say, too, like, do you have friends who you've witnessed have this transition either marriage or kids specifically or where things are you're just like oh this is different now kids I'll say less. The, the timeline is a little different for actors in general yeah yeah kids less because i guess i do have carefree nights are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i've heard tale of you coming in as brooke leaves for work at 6 a.m at 6 a.m give him some credit 4 a.m yeah, 4 30 a.m that's better i mean or for whom not for you going to work I don't do that anymore. Hmm. We love it. Um, <laughs> Carrie has a whole day in her schedule with nothing to do, which is confusing, but nah. I mean, <laughs> fair. I did that today. Okay, cool. Actually, I worked this morning. Yeah, there you go. And so she's like, I'm going to go visit Miranda and make her feel better. So she brings her a pano chocolate. And she opens the door. Uh, the, the door and opens Lena and it's Lena, the silent. And Lena says nothing to her. And she's re- like, I don't not. know you. And Carrie says, does she speak? I think I think Cindy Nixon looks beautiful in this scene. Actually, this is important. Carrie says, does she speak? And Miranda says, no, I love her. Her hair is different from the previous scene. It is a yeah, completely shorter. different haircut. She's a totally different haircut. <laughs> and the color is different. It's not so brassy. Yeah, it's much blonder. It, it looks it, nice. I wonder if that means that that was a reshoot. Or oh, the, the opening. Yeah, which we'll and have then, to see what comes And back. then we get nipple. The first boob. Hang on, we're going to get a second real soon. This is not, is not her nip. That is not her boob. It might be. I wonder, Carrie, Carrie's having we such have a seen violent her boob before. reaction. Haven't we seen her boobs and they are tiny? But now it's b- breast boobies. Breast boobies, which is... I know, the, I know. It's, it's, uh, did Cynthia Nixon really have a baby? Well, I, she did, but I don't know if the that's timeline a fake lines boob. up. It's a fake boob. It is a fake boob. Yeah. 
That's also a fake boob. They are. They're so fake. Fake. Carrie's having like such a boobs. bizarre response to these boobs. I'm like, I see my One friends' boobs is all the whipped time. out. Yes, yeah, same. One is whipped I'm out, like, and Carrie is literally like, not sure where to look, what she should do. And she like, doesn't say anything, but it's like, you're a 33 year old woman. How many of your friends' boobs have you seen? I see my friends' boobs all the time. Yeah, not to mention like my sister will breastfeed, and I've never once been like, oh, you dare bring your exposed breast around me. Um, yeah. And then Miranda is more worried. She whips the other boob out and is like, let's try the other side because Brady hasn't eaten. She hasn't been able to get him to eat for an hour. This baby is not three weeks old. He looks like a four month old. Not kidding. At least. And Carrie's like trying to sort of talk about her like great love moment. And Miranda did ask to be fair. Yeah, And Miranda's like having a having a like bit of a breakdown about like how she's losing her life and how Samantha hates her now. And like she's her friendships are important. And more importantly, too, she's like, my brain doesn't work. Like I forget everything. I can't have a good conversation. I can't be witty. This I can relate to. Yeah. My friendships are important to me because I as someone who had a baby when I had a baby. Mm -hmm. No, I my job is very time consuming. Yes very time consuming and at times when most other people although you know a lot of like artists and theater friends most other people are on their like off time while you're busy yeah but but more like i would say mental Mm. energy Mm -hmm. and any spare uh that i get any spare um moment energy time energy moment like that i get i i have to give to I don't have to. I get to give to my partner. Yeah, totally. And so my friendships, which have always been my number one, are unfortunately my number three right now. Yeah. And it's like I'm sort of in two marriages. Is sometimes what my life friendships feels like take right now. take work and time. I'm Significant not, eyes. You're not she, married, but she's rolling okay. her eyes because yeah. I'm not married. But you know, four I mean, years, it's like you're in two intensive partner domestic partnerships. Yeah. Friendships take as much work and time as love relationships, and I think. People sometimes forget that or like don't inherently put that in and then you reap what you sow sometimes. Like I've learned that lesson a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Charlotte in the ugliest hat I've ever seen. Hey, hey. It's like a bucket hat, but it's like flannel and it's pink it's like houndstooth, tweedy. It's bad. Um, and she's going with Anthony, not Andrew, to go see a movie because Carrie said the French movie she saw was great and they see some cute ass sailors. And they are hitting on them. I can't believe anyone is hitting on Charlotte in that hat. It's testament to how shiny her hair is and how cute her face is. And she won't go back. Anthony's like, you have to go give him your number. And she won't. She's like, what would I even do with him? And he says, you are so not gay. Because she tells him she doesn't want to cook up, have casual sex. She wants to look for her next great love. Uh, Yeah. And he's like, you're annoying. (laughs) Basically. He's looking at her. He also says, um, when was the last time you had sex? And she's like, I don't remember. And he's like, girl, if you can't remember, that is danger zone. And she's like, well, when did you? And he says, 1030 this morning in the gym. (laughs) Anthony knows what he's about. But it's true. Like. I'm sorry, t- grinder women. We were talking about this this weekend. The grind. There's not. It's not this, like, the same thing. Like grinder versus Tinder. Even like it's a lot less. I feel a lot less safe. Well, that's part of it. Is I think. I mean, there's safety issues for everyone, but like, I don't know. I I would. I personally would never use an app to just go to someone's house for the first time. No. And I know Many friends of mine who have used grinder or tinder honestly um in that way specifically but I don't they're know always any, male friends i don't know any women yeah. that have done that do you like do you have friends who would do that who would just like from an app go to someone's house do you think um 
I don't know. I think that it's pretty common to mm-hmm. meet in public first. I think so too. My I think friends maybe have now. done it. Yeah, it's I know. It's been a long have, time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I went. I had a very brief six-month spell when I actually came to New York at, for New Year's Eve because my one of my best friends was just was going through a breakup. And I was like, I'm going to come to New York and be a New Year's Eve mm-hmm. kiss. Mm. And she and I downloaded Tinder onto my phone. And that was like the start of it? Yeah, that was the start of it. Dang. And I, but and then six months later, I met Alex. Wow. So I was only... So your Samantha phase ended because you got into a relationship. You had a Samantha phase before that. Oh, this wasn't the Samantha phase. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm conflating. I see. I see. I a really want to emphasize that era. Alex. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why I'm like. I mean, I'm like, you're proud I'm of like, it. Don't forget. <laughs> I don't think wild I, days. I didn't really. Ha- I haven't really had one. I had my time in college, but I don't think I would call it a Samantha phase. That was more like scraps of when and where you can get yeah. attention and sex. So good times, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think. I think something about this that does feel true is like the longer you've gone, at least for me, the longer I have gone without having sex, the more impossible. It's like, well, I'm never going to have sex again ever in my life. And I think when you're an Anthony, it, it feels more important because it's like a part of your life. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. So Samantha's papering around with. She used that headshot that was in her hand to make a bright fluorescent pink. And who? Flyer. Which cop? Also a car from 1942 comes out, but. Literally. Oh my God, it's Chandra Wilson. <laughs> exactly. It's a young Chandra Wilson. Who comes out playing a cop and she's like, ma'am, you can't like defile city property that way, basically. She's like, it's because man's like, he fucked and I, I walked in. He told me he loved me and I walked in, in on him eating another woman's pussy. And Chandra Wilson goes, carry on, ma'am. And gets <laughs> it's back great. in the car. And then Samantha, and like, instead of um, taping them to. Street signs. What is she wearing? Just what is she wearing? She's wearing a pink shirt with sequins on it. Not even like little sequins. Like this is a sequin top. Like my like three year old child just made a a yeah. piece of thing in class and a tan leather jacket that's been like sewn together at pieces. Brooke is really horrified by the sequins. That's horrible to see, <laughs> scarring. They're so Guggenheim. Um, in their last <laughs> moments together, Miranda and Carrie have this like witty banter where she's like, what are you doing with the rest of your day? And Carrie's like, I'm going to the Guggenheim and then we'll see who knows. And Carrie, Miranda's like, you're having a date with your city. So we're still kind of in this like, I love New York thing. So Carrie tries to go to the Guggenheim. But it's closed on Thursdays. And the wind blows her dress up and you fully get an underwear shot. And just in case you didn't know it was windy, they had a man carrying balloons walking by. <laughs> and he's having a very difficult time. <laughs> what was that casting call like? Her hair still looks impeccable. It oh, does. My, it does. Oh, and now it's starting to rain. And in each of these moments, Carrie fully just screams. Screams. She screams, <laughs> like, screams scream at the bloody wind. murder. She screams about the thing being closed and then she screams and it rains. <laughs> And she lands under a... One of those, like, awnings of a nice apartment building. And this is a weird scene because... It's super weird. There's a handsome man and she's like, ha, ha, ha. He's literally credited as cute rain guy. <laughs> and she, like, tries to, like... She's like, oh, the, at least we'll have to stay here for a while. Something about getting married and then she, She like, does this whole, like, if this were a rom-com, you and I would be... Would get married and have two kids. And he doesn't say a word. And she keeps going and he just doesn't say a word. Well, Again, she kind of tries to do this thing. The first time he doesn't react, she backtracks and she's like, well, no, I just... I just mean... You know, if this were if this were a movie, and he literally does not speak. He doesn't speak. It's like, what are you doing, sir? 
And then she's like, I was just pointing out how romantic this would be in a movie. I don't want to marry you. I can see myself doing this. And he, I can see you. <laughs> I can see myself too. doing this too. <laughs> and he, um, literally, she's like, I mean, we just met. Let's wait five minutes. And then he literally looks at her and pulls his coat tighter and fucking runs out into the rain. He's like, I can't do it. I'd this. rather be in the storm than talk to this crazy lady. And she doesn't feel great about it. And then she ends up going to a diner and she has this weird conversation. She wants to go for matzo ball soup. Hello. Love Paging her for Brooke. Paging. I'm a Jew. Brooke, Hello. Jewish. Hey, Hi. guys. Yes. There is a Jewish thing on screen. Oh Did you catch God. it? And this woman is basically like. He is ah. so Sorry, finish. This woman's like pouring, putting lithium on her ice cream. She's like, ah, singles. Singles are only a lot at the bar. I had to love one's Marty. I and broke up with him because I thought I'd find someone better. And so I let me never say did. that Carrie walks into this diner deli, hair drenched like a small wet dog. She leaves. Her hair looks literally fully blown, blown I mean, out. I mean, they do a full, she's a, she's a wet dog. She has like stringy wet hair. And then she has a full curly blowout as she's leaving. Frustrating. So then she's like, oh my God, I'm never going to come. She's like, I don't have a good relationship with this city at all. It was closed because there's no internet and I couldn't look it up or know anyway that it was closed on Thursday. And, uh, and then the I wind the and the rain. And the table and the men that mean, and mean man. And I broke up with someone who will never find better things. And the manager was mean to me and I can't get a cab. And so this cute sailor gets her a cab. Well, three of them get out of a cab and she tries to run after it and they get it for her and then they make her roll the window down and they're like is that daniel sinjata yes star of take me out which He's also so starred fucking cute uh, dave eigenberg on broadway no way incredible louis um, Leroy. and here here's a fun fact real fast one of them has a goatee you definitely cannot have goatee or facial hair in the navy and there's another thing later that i will bring up and he's not cute also. Also, like, this guy's from Louisiana, and they make sure that they run that not home. Not only is he from Louisiana, but and he sounds like he's from turn of the century Louisiana. Outfits. So, the three of them are hitting the town. Because Louis Leroy from Louisiana Told invites them. them to a boat party to they celebrate. They got to come to the big old Navy party that night. So, they all get dressed up. Um, except for Miranda, obviously, because Miranda has a baby and doesn't get to do fun things. And they anymore. are in ploppable, ploppable, not ploppable. I would agree. The outfits. Yeah. Um, I would say ploppable in a different color potentially, and without the gaudy necklace. I would say if that co- if her coat were no, um, people not would wear matte. her coat. Oh yeah, the coat. Yes. The matteness of the quote. Mm-hmm. Oh, coat. I feel like people would wear that coat today. It's too shiny. No. People it's- would wear the coat. You're right. I would not. It looks like pleather. It does. It's supposed to. And look at the way Samantha's walking with her hand, like carefully draped on her. Oh, hip, this like is actually funniest. a very funny scene. Charlotte keeps saying things about how she's going to have sex with a random person. Today, <laughs> it's and so good. Carrie and Samantha just keep tripping and being like, whoa, did Samantha you hear what I heard? Falls over. Well, first she says it's been more than six months and Samantha almost falls over. And then she says, I'm going to have sex with a sailor tonight. I'm a whole new Charlotte York, which is <laughs> funny because it's like New York. <laughs> and Carrie and Carrie's like, oh, gotcha. So that is something Sarah Jessica Parker does not get to do enough of on the show and is so good at is physical comedy. Yeah, she's, she's amazing at it. She's so in her body. She's such a good, like, dancer. She's a dancer. Yeah. Um, they all look are amazing. They? Also, if I, if I had boobs that dress Carrie is wearing, I would go out and find. Just like, it's so pretty, but I couldn't pull it off without the body she has. She has a body that is truly, like, sculpted from the The guts. more I she watch it, too. She sold her soul to someone. Yeah, she, she definitely did. Matthew Broderick. Ugh. And it resulted in beautiful babies. So there you go. 
Oh, bunny, bunny, rabbit, rabbit. So Carrie's like, the one important thing is that we don't get separated. Oh, I hate it. It's so oh, hard. Oh, this is gross. Also, that was just placed there so carefully immediately before that shot. So it's his umbilical cord. Okay, okay. We're skipping names. We're jumping places. So Carrie Sorry. loses all of her friends in the, the in the club and then... We oh, the caddies at the caddies. We <laughs> cut to Miranda and Brady's little, um, you know, when they clamp the umbilical cord, it takes a few weeks for the little bit to fall off the end after I it dies. I have kids. And it falls <laughs> off. And I mean, I don't know, which is worse, shitting while you give birth because that freaks me out more. Her and hair then, is back to the color from the previous scene. It's the normal. It's a good one. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so it falls off and then fatty. It falls it. off. And then before she can do anything with the like discarded belly button. The cat eats cat. it. But the the here's the thing. The cat does not eat it. it. The cat picks it up and then goes and plays with it. So she calls Steve. She finally needs Steve. She's like, Steve, it's so gross. I can't deal with it. You have to get it away from fatty. This is like Kyle and me and the mouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, that cat is so happy to be playing with that little piece of kid. Ranta is on the verge of tears. Look and at she that doesn't acting. look like Benicula anymore, which is good. No, she looks beautiful. And Steve just like. Steve had was there when she was shaken to the core. And picks up a little belly button. He might not be her great love, but he was there for that core shaking moment. And so they're at this Navy party and Charlotte is hooking up with someone. Okay, this was an unbelievable scene for Charlotte. She also. Oh, this, my like, God. Cutie, tiny boy. Seth Gable. Is Seth Constantino from university school. Oh, yeah, we know. We him. went to high school with this guy. Oh, my God. We stop it. But, yeah. He looks. Did like he's freshly watch, 18. Did you ever watch Nip Tuck? Uh, no. Is he on it? Yeah. He looks he's freshly married. 18 he's, and he's he's married, married to Bryce Dallas Howard. To Bryce Dallas Howard. Shut Shut up. Best Runner friend. That baby face boy. Oh my God. Go uh, you school. Go wow. sons. He's, well, he's a cutie, but he looks more. like freshly 18 and he's, he's kind of hitting on Carrie and he's like, you remind me of your mom. And she goes, bye-bye. Oh, sorry. Of my mom. That nice wouldn't make sense. Nice dicky. Samantha just is always ready to go. She's just all over these cutie sailors. So so Charlotte thinks she's like found a nice one. She's found an officer and she's gently wi- making out with him. And he goes, show me your tits. She goes, I can't do that. I barely know you. Which once again, I love Charlotte logic. It's like, it's like, oh, you can't do it because you barely know him. Who's that actor? It's not because you're goes, in public. Show me one tit. One, he looks one like tit. a he looks like a cartoon Clark Kent brought to life. We can we find out who that actor is after we look. Yeah, if it's in order. And so Carrie walks up just as Charlotte's showing her. Charlotte tit. pulls a booby out just in the middle of this club. And apparently Carrie just cannot deal with boobs. <laughs> Well, it's also pretty funny that in the course of about 24 hours, she's going to have run into. And she runs to Samantha and is like, is everybody. Well, sh- first, Charlotte turns to the officer and she goes, I can't do this. Let's just talk. It's your call, ma'am. It's very sweet. Um, it turns out Charlotte was caught somewhere between the new and the old, which apparently is. Old in the New York. Oh, there we go. Clever, clever. I missed it. To, um, so she can't quite reveal her boobs and move forward and have random sex, but she's getting there. Samantha's like, where's Charlotte? And she's like, she's showing her She's boobs involved upstairs. in a little peep show upstairs. I'm really starting to have a newfound respect for that girl. And I love that sh- Samantha's like the opposite of society sometimes, you know? And Carrie goes, what is it about today? I see Miranda's boobs. I saw Charlotte's boob. Why not just show me your boobs and get it over with? And Samantha's like, okay. okay. And, and just pulls down the, top, the front of her strapless dress. And all the sailors are like, whoa, yeah, nice. <laughs> And then, and then Carrie is like, um, okay, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> She's basically like, I came, I lost you guys. Everyone's showing their tits. Haven't found the guys who invited me here. I just think I want to go home, which I also deeply relate to. I would, it, the fact, I would have to, I can't imagine being at this party. No. 
Oh, there's Daniel's and Jada. And there he is, the cutie guy. He finds her in the crowd, and he's like, you should dance with me. And listen, I'm a good dancer. And Samantha's kind of watching. And like, he's like, hey, I hey, come hey, all hey, the hey. way from Louisiana to dance with a New York City girl. Once again, he doesn't just sound Southern. He sounds turn-of-the-century Southern. This is the time-bending episode of it's this crazy. show. He has the I love dimples. that. I love Samantha just slowly pushing her She's into like, him. She's like, you're not going to walk away Samantha's from this. Samantha's a good friend there, I should She is. So Carrie is like slow dancing with this guy and he's got some nice hip movements and he's kissing her hand and they're dancing. It really looks pretty romantic, honestly. It's Mark, a nice night. Mark, it's either Mike Dar- Mark Declan. Hmm. I, I, I know him from something. Um, the one that I see, I don't like Carrie's hair like this. At least not with the bang smooth down in the front. And oh, the, like, well, no, this looks weird. Up. Yeah, but I feel like I think this is like iconic Carrie length. I think you're right, but I it's something about the styling here. I it's like the one time I've looked at her hair and been like, ooh, that does not suit you, except for those awful extensions. Oh, those are bad. And so they're dancing, and it's very nice. Um, and it really, I mean, they lean into this scene like it's literally about probably two minutes of okay. Carrie and this guy slow dancing. But you know what? They're both good dancers, and it's fun to watch. It's kind of hot. And so Samantha has another voicemail from Richard, and we it's find like, out that she's been saving them and yeah. listening to them. So even though she's in the middle of all of these people, all she wants to do is listen to Richard. And he says, I, you threw a martini in my face. And you papered my neighborhood. Would and I still I'm be still calling, calling you, you if I didn't love you? And she's like... She like smiles and sighs to herself and, and then listens, listens to, to it, it again. again. Honestly, though, I get Yeah, this. I get that 100%. And that's actually something I feel like that's ploppable on a level that like they couldn't anticipate. But I mean, think about like when you have like time hop though. and like, yeah, texts. And I still have screenshots of texts. I saw that, like, at a some one point that I'll have I didn't want to see. Yep. 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 There's nothing quite like that. But I also know that like that kind of it's it's kind of what I was talking about at the end of the episode last week. That like sadness that you kind of indulge in. It's like pressing a bruise, you know, and sometimes you want to look at it and get that little hit of bruise pressing sadness. And she loves him. Anyway, yes. Um, So Carrie's talking to our sweetie Louisiana guy, Louis from Louisiana. And she she tells him she's glad she stayed. You know, they had a nice time. And I think she is. It kind of turned the night around. He's very handsome. He's so cute. What do you think it'd be like to kiss those lips? Um, nice. I have little lips. I do too, but you know what? My ex has a huge ass mouth and it works, so. Well, he also has a huge ass nose and a dumb ass face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love Brooke. <laughs> I hope that he, can I, do I have to cut that? No. Great. Um, so he's like, New York, he says, you know, I, this is my first trip to New York and it's not for me. And at that moment, Carrie is like, you know what? This has been so good, but I'm going to go home. And, and like, then you're going home all alone. All alone is it safe, me? little lady? <laughs> yeah, like you better be careful out there in big, bad New York. And, and she, she salutes him and is like, I'll be fine. It's my, Oh, city. here's another thing. All of them in there inside. You are absolutely never allowed to wear your hat inside. And they're all wearing their hats inside. All the Navy men. Oh, is that the other thing? The Navy men. Yep. I don't know much about Navy men. Well, I love Amazon Prime, which tells me fun facts during the whole thing. Okay, so here's what I'll say. And then she does this monologue that's like, um, it turns out I'm not single after all. New York is my boyfriend, and the one thing I won't have is someone talking shit about my man. I just, like, have hailed a lot, of, plenty of cabs in this city, and it feels like they're more eager to have you in them because that's how they make money than to drive past you. And yet Carrie, especially when you're a nice looking white girl, you know, I just like, it doesn't, it doesn't play that she would be skipped by so many cabs. You mean? Yeah. I'm just like, 
especially in Times Square when nobody's around. Also, like, no. Also, when has Times Square ever been that empty? Late it's not that empty at 3 a.m. Or early in the morning. I've, I've yeah, been that it I nice. believe. I believe. Alex? Um, this was such a season premiere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are only five episodes in this season. Eight. Sorry, eight episodes in season five. Yeah, I be- Yeah, weird. Isn't that weird? Um, plopability? Um, is it because of 9-11? No, we looked last week. They've no, already this, premiered. But this, this, uh, But the no. filming. The last, ep- no, they had, they had finished filming the, um, the snow globe episode, uh-huh. which Was is the f- recent. Yeah, it's in the last like five probably was the first one that they filmed post. Uh, but I Heart New York and this one are both love letters, love letters to, to New, New York, York in sort of a response. Because of. Uh. And the end of the last one, she does this monologue that's like, people change, cities change. And we were reading last week that apparently they did they actually wrote the script before, but it was like so apt that people thought it had been written and because there was, like, of. And this thing with a snow globe where it was like, it sort of looks like ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we do who we resonated with first? Oh, yeah. Let's do... Sure. Alex. Who'd you resonate with? It can be many people. I actually resonated with Carrie in this episode. Yeah. After all that talk. <laughs> about how you're not a Carrie. I'm not a Carrie. I sort of resonate the idea of like... Um, as I'm getting... As I'm getting older, like... Things that... Allowing myself to have a different relationship to the things that I used to enjoy. Mm. And being like, like wow, what? that used to be fun for me, and now mm, this isn't fun for me. Interesting. Um, like being able to let go of some things, or just in like the other direction too. Like sort of like, oh, I, it's okay that that's not fun for me anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Other things are fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to, needing some time alone. Mm. I am like, I'm definitely an extrovert, but I. As I'm getting older, my me time, my alone time mm-hmm. becomes more and more valuable to me. And sometimes, you know, when I was in my mid-20s, I just made a rule for myself that was like, you don't have to be somewhere that you don't want to be for more than eight minutes. Mm. That's a great, great thing to hold Unless there to. is like an obligation of some kind. Right. Professional, financial... Mm-hmm. Or like truly friendship, family. Like. But even with friendship and family, it's like if this person really mm-hmm. is a real friendship family person and you say to them, I have to leave. Mm-hmm. The people that are my friendship family people will mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like or like I don't want to be around this person anymore. I'm not I don't have to be. I can be very polite and very kind and take care of myself in this moment. Absolutely. Yeah. That has happened I'm to like me too. And to, I'm, I think we're both at that point. Well, this happened to me in college. I was like, I was like hundo P an extrovert. And I think that's partially like as a kid and as a high schooler. And I think that was as a theater kid that, and it was also coping mechanism and it got me into situations I wanted to be in and out of situations I wanted to be out of. Um, and then I lived here in New York for a summer with my sister and all I did was nannied and I like, I had no money, so I couldn't do anything with friends of mine in the city who were like living here you know like on their parents dime like having a fun summer and I felt deeply alienated and I was living at like 187th and at the end of that summer I came out of it and I was like I would rather at moments many more moments be alone than with people ever and for the first time you know the whole classic the extrovert thing is like it's not that you like being around people it's that you literally fill up you know like your tank is filled by social interaction Mm -hmm. and I still get that but I must have an equivalent amount of 
filling the tank by myself mm-hmm. yeah. now in a way I never did before. And I'm curious as I get closer to 32, if that'll deepen or what it'll look like, but it's yeah. other than Carrie. Did He's you have Phillip other in Hamilton? That's right. He's one of the ones who dies. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> Bridgie. Did you, well, did, did you relate to anyone else or was this like really Carrie? Um, I, was envious of the way that Samantha uh, committed to her resentment. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, I sometimes I think because of uh, some people in in our life, I am very careful not to hold grudges. Interesting. And I've been that way my whole life. To a fault, I think for me. Yeah. To a fault for me as well. And, being able to I still have a hard time being able to say person you have hurt me and I am mad at you mm-hmm. I can't do it it's I really can't do hard. that but I will remove myself I'm not I won't do it in pro- I am a deep grudge holder yeah I'm like the reverse I think I collected all both of your non-holding grudges and stewed it deep into myself I'm trying to be better about that's it. actually something that Alex and I do so well in our relationship we're really yeah, you guys good are at communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're really good at um we have a rule, don't we don't go to bed angry. And sometimes that means we're stay up talking, fighting mm. till four AM when we have work at nine AM. Because we will not that. go to bed angry. Yeah. I like that. And I think committing to something like that is the way that you like commit to each other. You know, you set yeah. boundaries or rules and you do them together. Yeah. Brooke? Um I don't really, I mean, like, uh, no, not a distinctive. I like love this episode, but right now I don't feel like I'm going through anything really like that. Maybe, you know, Carrie kind of just like Mm -hmm. someone saying something to me and like letting it create this whole like existential journey, like coming to a conclusion that uh, is like, well, I have my, at least I have myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think just like maybe some, uh, yeah, Samantha's just like, like I presenting as one thing, even if that, mm-hmm. if that thing is like super resentful, but like in her private moments, like being actually like sad. Yeah. 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 Bridget. I think I feel similarly that not a lot of them was I like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, no Charlotte really here. No, no. I, I feel a little bit of the of Carrie just like being with herself, you know, like I yeah. I get that. But um, in a significant way, I felt very Samantha this episode. Mm-hmm. In like the last three weeks, I've been having like big conversations with myself where I'm like, it is possible to at once be proud of the way I have conducted myself in really difficult situations and to accept that I can still feel like deeply bitter and more to the point like deeply betrayed in a way that doesn't govern my actions but that doesn't mean that I can pretend I don't feel those ways if that makes sense like like part of my being like wow I've handled this all so well is that I like wasn't allowing myself to admit that I also like felt that and I've just come to terms in the last few weeks with being like oh I am deeply deeply hurt yeah and I think I'm proud of you thank you <laughs> it's a process being alive um Honestly. 
But I, I resonated with her in this episode too. And there's kind of that breathtaking moment when she goes to see Richard where you're like, w- what will she do? And what does she want to do? And where like the things she does might not have, you know, throwing a drink in his face and leaving wasn't actually really what she wanted to do. But, you know, she's, she's making like the hard choices. And for even her that wasn't too. enough for her. And I also feel that I will say that what has come with betrayal and bitterness is like a seething rage yeah. that I think time will appease. But in the meantime, fantasies of revenge are what appeases it. And I'm not a Samantha and that I do not do in the way that she does. And I do not like commit outwardly in that way. But I, f- I feel her, you know, if I could fucking paper a neighborhood, I would. Yeah. That's like the exact thing I've wanted to do, I actually. I know. You know. Um, uh, same for you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, probability. What do you think, Alex? Um, I think, yeah, super probable. I would say most of it, honestly, is. I think there are moments that we said during during the show, we were like, technology would enhance this plot line. You know, like it would be different in 2018. But there was, I don't think there's anything in this one that like doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's easier in 2018 to be a divorcee than in 2001? Yes. Yeah. I, I just think that watching this show has reinforced for me how much like culturally and socially we have a long way to go, mm-hmm. but how much just like norms have changed, especially for women. About And about marriage. Like at being married and when and if that's a thing that needs to happen. I think it still exists. Of course. All of that pretty intensely. Yeah. And maybe we just don't feel the pressure for it yet in the same way. Mm-hmm. What What do you think? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I remember thinking back on this time and thinking, not thinking it was so radical. Um, but probably that's because I was being raised on it. Right. And this was how I was learning that it wasn't that radical. Interesting. To be a divorced woman. The show, Impact. It's really not that radical to be a divorced Oh my woman. God, it's not at all. At all. But I also think that, that sometimes that's a class thing. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I think if you are, the higher social, socioeconomic class you are, the more shame there is around a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Especially at waspy. But also the better set up you are to fucking care for yourself forever yeah. and like yeah. go back to your easy life. Yeah. That's just a Charlotte thing, you know, yeah. but yeah, I think that's a good observation because Charlotte exists kind of. And then socioeconomic bracket differently from everyone the version else in of, this show. Sorry. That's okay. Can you imagine the version of the Samantha plot of this episode with this, the social media aspect thrown in? No. I mean, I can. But do, you, but do you think that it would still, she would still, I hope that in, that in 2018 she would still paper a neighborhood because I think that's fucking hilarious. I also just think it's a, t- like it reminds me of the, um, the scene in, uh, 10 things I hate about you where she throws the papers down the stairwell for the party yeah mm-hmm. you know it's like any scene like that you're just like that's a that's a scene for a screen you know like it's so good yeah well I just think and thinking in the same way that we like the Natasha big carry of it mm-hmm. all would have been much different well here's if we're really going to get into that here's what I think a couple of things Samantha's online reputation would matter hugely because she's a PR person mm-hmm. so she would already have the online persona so if she was going to do something that involved the internet it wouldn't be like here's social media posts about this man who's fucked me over because like that's not her point either here it's not about her it's like she wants to ruin him so she might but it would be crafty yeah it would be really crafty yeah um great is that is that it I also I wonder I do think Miranda's storyline would be different I don't think there would be so much hired help or if there was it would be talked about yeah I mean it was mentioned that's true. Or more more to the point, perhaps, like, 
what Miranda is doing I as feel like, like a single those mom. Two, yeah, I think that the Magda and the Lena uh-huh. would be one person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, great. Um, how is everybody's week? Delta up, delta down. Let's go. D delts, D downs. Um, of the week. Of the week. Mm-hmm. My delta down of the week is that I am sick. I've been sick. Bummy. And I broke out in hives. God, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. there's so I'm, many variables with hives. But I'm feeling way better. And my delta up is that I am. I've got a little more free time now. Mm. And so I'm going to be able to plan some fun days. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you. And I'm going on this week. Yeah. Nice. For a, a big role that I understudy, which I'm excited about. Hamilton. In Hamilton. I'm going on for Hamilton. <laughs> a big role that he understudies. Um, which is good because I can't do the bullet. Still. Yeah, still. Damn. Because you're bullet. Because of my bullet. <laughs> my half sack. Bridget. Yes. Um... My delta up is that I got some sleep this weekend for the first time in a long time, which is great. You looked cute as hell this weekend. Thank you. I tried to wear fun clothes because I just so can't do that in my rest of my life now. Um, My delta up is that I saw friends and had a nice time this weekend um, and that it's September, which I'm really happy about. Um, Mm. My delta down is that I got some nasty bug bites that are so bad they literally just turned into terrible itchy bruises overnight Mm. which was fun um it's still hot as hell which i would like to change it's gonna change yeah soon enough i think today was i think the last like hot 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 but it's still gonna be warm thursday's Um, gonna be 90 degrees oh cool and And then after that we're good smooth sailing we're good fingers crossed and um also just this this sadness the little sadness friend on my shoulder from last week is like maybe a little bigger and just like very present in my life but you know it's like i said not debilitating a little indulgent um and i'm like three weeks into my new job and just really i'm like i'm I'm where i should be it's a good thing it's a really good feeling I feel great about that for you. <laughs> What's I a good friend? Brooke? Um, my delta up is that I, oh, I got cupped. Oh, yeah. And it actually feels so nice. It looked like a horrible thing. My friend Lauren goes, it looks like you got slapped by an octopus. <laughs> oh. But um, she Those talks like that kind big of. Big tentacles. Um, some big suckers. Yeah, they were good, uh, but like my, my my shoulders are coming down. And um, nice. um, oh, and that I'm teaching Mama Mia sculpt on Sunday. Um, that's gonna be my death, everyone. <laughs> Ten thirty a.m. on the Upper West Side, if you're available. I mean, it's selling out, so <laughs> get it while you're hot. And while I'm hot, while it's hot, it's oh, gonna yeah. be honestly so so. It's fun. gonna be hot, hot. Is it hot, hot yoga? It's heated. Hmm. Seventy five minutes. It's not yoga. Anyway, I mean, it's like a workout. It's I'm like, gonna yeah. die, Alex. I'm gonna die. It's going to be fine. You're going to go in the corner and you're going to take child's pose whenever the fuck you need it. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a little docky massage. <gasps> and then my delta down is that my anxiety's back. Mm. Hey, we got a few days in it there. It was like a really good, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is great. This must be forever. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, it felt like someone has taken an ice cream scoop to mm-hmm. my chest. That's fascinating because this week on Friday afternoon of last week, I had a moment where for like the first time in living memory, I was like, I just felt my anxiety switch on. I went from everything is fine to 
everything is probably not fine and I'm going to cry about it. Yeah. And it was the first time, because normally it like creeps up and then in the afternoon I'm like, oh wow, I've come into this terrible place. It was really weird. Yeah. And you know, I just had a moment this weekend like my, where I was like, I know that something is going to happen that is going to upset me. Mm. And I saw the thing that was going to upset me and I still was like. Upset by it. I was like. Go to it, Brooke. Yes. Go to the thing that's going to upset you. Yeah, it's going to upset it. you, but it's there for you. And I, I was like, oh, I, was I like, know. Here we go. And I did it and I got upset. Indulge, baby. And I got dogpiled by my friends and Good. they were like, take your moment. And then we Good. went in the pool. I mean, if you're going to have a bad moment, do it in Connecticut with a bunch of friends in a pool. Lily was like, excuse me, <laughs> what's happening? And I was like, <laughs> like lying in bed. And she was like, uh-huh. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And she was like. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what's happening. Here are ten thousand words. It was great. I have really the best friends, and I love them. And Bridget, Alex, yeah. If you wanted, how could um a person find you on social media? Oh yeah. Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Zilawu X E L A W U U. That is X E L A, which is Alex backwards. W for my middle name, which is William, and then U plus U, which is W for Wiseman. I was in third grade and eight years old when I came up with that. And he still has it. That's crazy. I mean, mini mom 787, because I was just like my mom. I was seven, turning eight, but I'm still seven. (laughs) Seven, That's what 787 meant. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) Yeah. Seven, turning eight, but still seven. Seven, eight, seven. It's also like when I was born, 787. Oh, you didn't think about that one, did you? I bet mom did that on purpose. <laughs> so you would always have your brother's birth date in here. <laughs> Who, me? Your brother? <laughs> Why, I'm your brother. I heard an amazing story about you fairly drunk one night coming home to tell Brooke that you are her as a boy. <laughs> that was so oh my God, wait, when was that? <laughs> that like was when you, that was, that was when you... <laughs> I forget where you were, but Alex and I were just playing Pandemic. Uh-huh. And you came home and you were just, I forget, where were you coming from? Someone, they must have thrown you a party. They must have thrown you a party. <laughs> that happens, uh, They right? didn't throw us a party, but we threw ourselves a party. We throw ourselves parties a lot. I know, but I don't remember what this one was for. Maybe it was someone's birthday. I don't know. Maybe but it was Alex Sunday. Alex just kept like, it wasn't this Sunday. No, a Sunday. Uh-huh. No, I don't remember. But he just kept coming up to me and circling his face, pointing at me and going, this is what you look like as a boy. <laughs> going into his room, popping your head out and being like, this is what you look like as a boy. <laughs> you as a boy. I did come home drunk last Sunday night at 4 a.m. and I woke Alex up and I just said, you're kind of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm not. He's like, you're my husband. And he's you like, and his matrimony I'm, thing. I'm not. And he's like, but you are. And he said, I kind of am. And then you went to sleep. Yeah. Lovely. It's funny. Yeah. Drunk Alex is, is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Brookie, where can I find you on social meds? I mean... <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman. And I'm thinking of a spooky fall name. Any you have idea? such a good name to play with for things like that. The spooky. There it is. Wow. No, it's not. Spooky. And then um, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Brooke Wiseman. No underscore. And if you put the underscore, I will um, sick your brother on her. No, no, no. That's not going to do anything. <laughs> And that's, that's the podcast. Thank you for being on the show, Alex. The show. You can find me on social media. Oh, this is Burt Mack. No, I don't on want Twitter Bridget. Or Bridget M37 on Instagram. Say it slower so the world can hear you. 
You can find me. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Burmacklin Ooh, on Twitter. I just got chills. Here, no, we're practicing. Hello, caller. Oh. If you'd like, you can find me tonight on Mrs. Burt Macklin. Or you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37 if you're feeling frisky. Watch out, wow. Julia Murney. <laughs> you're coming for Julia Murney's Wait. track. Oh, that's good, though. Samantha's got nothing on me. And um, collectively, collectively, we are at Splat podcast mm-hmm. on twitter on instagram at gmail.com please rate review subscribe please love us itunes a cast two seasons two seasons two seasons left we have a season and a half yeah because there are only eight episodes this season remember it have you thought about what you're gonna do next may mm-hmm. i offer a suggestion please chicago fire <laughs> you bye <laughs> thanks bye bye a cast powers the world's best podcasts Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.